1: Hello, good evening. Welcome to our first, well, well kind of the first uh, Man of the Post podcast of the series, although we did have a little foray last week. Uh, my name is Chris. I am your host. Uh, with me from last week, I've got Mark. Howdy. Howdy. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Thanks. And you? Yeah, grand. Thank you. Um, for his first one of the. See, he was very quiet over the summer. We've
0: got Ryan. Hello. I was very quiet, wasn't I? You very were. bad timing for me, honestly. Yeah. What were you doing that was more important than podcasting? Well, I I got engaged. I did. I did did a lot. It's been. It's been a very strange couple of months, actually. Yeah. It's been, you know, very much like here. Have a life event. Have another life event. And, you know, sometimes I just want to sit at home and do nothing. But you won't do that now you're engaged. Well, exactly. How many wedding fairs have you been to? Only a couple. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not been that that crazy. But now that we've booked our venue, it's it's pretty much like constant now so when is the big day next year when August time
1: oh so you've got ages where are you getting married then
0: when or where 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 Uh, it's a place uh, near Lutterworth which is like half an hour away from (gasps) Northampton Mr. Hall. no go on where Hothorp Hall yes I used to live in Lutterworth did you Yeah. yeah it's a small world yeah oh very nice yeah are you going to go it's out and an an hey? Well, this is a bit awkward now, isn't it? <laughs> well,
2: well, now, so... we, you could podcast the wedding and we could join you from there.
0: That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? So sorry, I've got, I'm have got i very busy. What are you doing? Well, I've got a podcast that Chelsea have well, just played. You could Skype your wedding. Yeah, that'd be great. I got in trouble at my wedding because Leicester Tigers were
1: playing the European Cup final and my friend was listening to it at the same time and coughing at various
0: points when things happened. What well, is like an indication to you where yeah. you were sort of, you know Oh, two coughs. Yeah oh, that's a good
1: sign. Exactly, yeah. I was um in deep doo doo when the wife found out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have the lashing in Lutworth afterwards, are we? Yeah, totally. Have you ever done that? No. Yeah, it's a sight to behold. <laughs> it's kinda of cross between deliverance and um sort of the walking dead.
3: <laughs> um Colin, did you get engaged? I have been engaged, yeah. Yeah. Not not, not, not not recently, but <laughs> not over the summer. No, no, not definitely not now. No, no. I, did, I did it once, and that's enough for me. Yeah, you're right. Very much so. Um, how are you? Very good. Looking forward to the new season. Actually, it's, it's been it's been a while. I thought the uh, the Euros had ticked the edge off, but what with England being so poor and the whole tournament being a bit rubbish, really. Um... I'm just looking forward to it all starting now.
1: Well, you're a fan of one of those lower down teams, aren't you? So your season starts this weekend.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. am uh, my team is in the EFL, the uh, the new name for the uh. have you called it before? Uh, <laughs> the football league. Um. So yeah, it starts this weekend. Who Leeds got? Friday it kicks off, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, Le- Leeds got QPR. Uh, but the first game Is Newcastle Fulham Against Fulham I think
1: Yeah Well rather handily For Newcastle Fulham has gone and sold Ross McCormack To Aston Villa Haven't
3: they Yeah that, I mean We might come on to that later But yeah That's a weird one I thought he was on his way To, to Norwich
1: Yeah
3: but Evidently not Well are you're not. here
1: then A quickie on Leeds Because Ian Holloway Reckons you're going to Was he playoffs Or promotion He said he said sixth. Sixth, did he? Okay. Mm. So playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I asked Ross about this, and he called Holloway. Um, he called him a lunatic. Uh, we got lots of firepower, but bugger on defence. Entertaining, but mid-table finish overall.
3: Okay. Did that sound about right. I mean, I, I. No. No. I mean, I mean, Ross always plays leads to, leads down. Uh, um, I think I think Lee. I, I I agree with Ian Holloway. I think Leeds will finish sixth. I think they're dark horses.
1: Yeah, this is the same Ian Holloway yeah, who, did, yeah. when um, when he took over the Leicester job, said I will get this team out of this division, and he did. He got them relegated. <laughs> um, so yeah, did anybody see that? Speaking of it, every time I see Ian Holloway, I think of the. Did you see the documentary he did on the BBC with his daughters? No. I've probably told this to Mark before. Um, but his daughters are both deaf, and he says, obviously he has to communicate in sign language to them, but he said it's impossible to tell his daughters off, because every time he starts telling them off in sign language, they just put their hands over their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> there's nothing they can, nothing he can do at all.
0: Well, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, any word on... Leads from you two, Ryan or Ripmark?
0: Not really. I don't really know much about the Leeds squad this season, to be honest. They're, um, they're in a cold place called the North. That yeah. <laughs> they're a team that used to be pretty high up, and they're not anymore. So I don't follow them. That, that's 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 my knowledge of Leeds Yeah. Well, and everyone everyone seems to hate them. That's yeah.
2: Usually, what, what But you um, well, I can imagine there'll be plenty of ups. Probably a few more downs, one or two ins, plenty more outs, especially on the manager front. And overall, is this your love life? Is it or... all? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's very few of any of those at the minute. Um, and I think um, I think they'll probably just end up mid-table underachievement again. Never never really threatening promotion. Not really looking like they're going to go down. I think I think there's uh, a lot more clubs and teams. In probably in a far better state than Leeds are at the minute.
0: Yeah, that the first part of that was pretty much the description for any any team. It was yeah, there'll be some ups, some downs, some in, some outs. You could just think... we could just say that about every team for the rest of the podcast, man. <laughs> It'd be great. Well, that, that's true. I just think Leeds's peaks and troughs are far <laughs> more, far apart than most
2: clubs are. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: they're,
2: they're a little bit more uh, unstable, aren't they?
1: They're a very bipolar club, aren't they?
2: Extremely. Yeah.
1: Um, all right, well, some of the, I've sort of divided this championship preview up into sort of top and bottom. So, um, at the top, I've gone sort of in no particular order. Uh, I've got Vine for the top two. I've got Newcastle, Villa, Norwich and Derby. So, chip in with anything else, you feel free. But um, Newcastle, they managed to keep Rafa, haven't they? Um, this will be a massive test for him, though, because he's used to managing obviously higher at the leagues and with the higher prestige clubs and higher prestige positions, this is going to be a big test. Him. If he has a funny old start, it's going to be um, quite a sort of quandary for Mike Ashley as to what to do. They've brought in Matt Ritchie and uh, they brought in Grant Hanley, Dwight Gale, uh, Diarmi from Hull. So they've some sort of championship quality players. they sold Wijnaldum, Andros Townsend, um, Steam Taylor, Colaccini and Sissoko. Well, Sissoko's kind of gone. So, Yamat's still there, but for all that, Newcastle are still in the black. Um, do we think they're going to go straight back up or are they going to struggle?
3: I, I think. We can't really ever say with the Championship with any certainty, but I think they're an absolute favourite. I mean, if you just look at the odds, they're 7 4 to win it. And the, the second place team in the betting is Norwich, and they're a 9 to 1. So. Uh, it, Best manager in the league. Splash the most cash. Probably the strongest squad. They're buying the league, aren't they? So you
1: think... Do you reckon they're going to go up by some distance?
3: Easily. Easily, I think.
1: Yeah. A bit like they did before when... they I think
3: it'll... I think it'll be uh, Newcastle and then the best of the rest in the Championship. I think they'll... They'll be way up on their own at the top of the league, I think.
1: This is what happened before when they went down there, wasn't it?
3: It is, yeah. but if, if anything, they may be slightly stronger this time around. I mean, they've definitely got a better manager. Um, who did they have last, last time around? Chris Hewton? Hmm. I mean, for them to, to have kept Rafa, that's incredible.
1: Yeah.
2: So at his level. The question is, is the opposition in that division stronger than it was last time? what do you reckon? Well, I don't know. I think there's a... I'm just looking at the league... Not the league table as such, but all of the teams in that division. And, um, you know, I could probably pick out six or seven there, who I would fancy not only for playoffs, but potential um, automatic promotion. Yes, Newcastle are worthy favourites, I'm sure. And Benitez has proved himself in higher spheres than this before. But, you know, everybody always says the championships are totally different, kettle of fish. And, I mean, you said about Villa, Derby, Norwich. I mean, I fancy Shepherd Wednesday again. Birmingham could be a dark horse. Uh, Brighton, as a team, I quite fancy to do well again. So, um, I don't think they're going to romp it, but, you know, you would expect them to be one of the top two places for sure.
1: It is one of those leagues, isn't it, where anyone on any given day can beat anybody else.
2: If somebody goes on a on a big run, and it happens a lot of times in this division that you see a potentially unfancy team, either they burst, I mean Brighton did it last year didn't they, they burst out of the traps Um, up until about, I don't know, November or December they were unbeaten, had a bit of a lull and then came good again at the end of the season and then other times you get teams who, who are mid-table at Christmas or even below that and then they suddenly win 10 on the trot and they find themselves, you know, second place or whatever. So, the, the key in this division is is going to be you've got two things you're either going to be consistent, which for example Middlesbrough were last year, they were consistently good, consistently tight at the back, or you're going to get one of these sides who just come absolutely out of nowhere and suddenly steal an automatic promotion place. You don't think you can't imagine Newcastle are going to um, be one of those sides that have a half a half season. You, they're probably going to be up the top the whole time. It's just whether they have any small slumps that. and they get caught out by one of those teams that suddenly come out of nowhere.
0: Yeah,
1: Ryan, how many managers is Rafa Benitez going to fall out with this season?
0: All of them, probably. Depends how many facts he's got this time. (laughs) Um, Whether there's anything like that happening again. It's going to be tough for him anyway, I think. As we've said, if um, if they have a bad couple of games, he's going to be under quite a bit of pressure considering where he's come from. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, there, I think they are going to win it, but as we've said, it, it's a very tough league, so it'll be interesting to see how they cope with that pressure, knowing that they are the favourites. Yeah,
1: um, you a...
0: sorry, you mentioned there about uh, pressure, Ryan. Uh,
2: one thing that if they do have a bad club results, the one place that he's not going to get pressure from, which is unusual, is the supporters because they absolutely love him up here. Although he's done very little, there's a bit of a, a bit of a sea change in opinion from the Newcastle fans, and rather than um, their usual gloomy selves and, and what have you They're getting very much behind Benitez And getting very amorous towards him already And he's done nothing You know, they see him as the saviour And that, that it's a rebirth of the team And rebirth of the club Even though Mike Ashley's still there To screw it all, screw it all up from, from time to time So I think even if they do have a bad patch
0: I think the one place he won't get any stick from Is the supporters, which is unusual do we yeah, want to... but, it's sorry, it's just that thing where you say he's done nothing, but the, the, the biggest thing he has done for them is he's, he's stayed with them. You know, considering where he was, what, a year and a half ago? is was at Real Madrid, and now he's managing Championship Newcastle staying. He probably could have, yes, he's getting quite a hefty payday, but he could have easily cashed out and, and gone elsewhere for another big payday somewhere else. The fact that he's stayed with them, I think that's, that's probably one of the main reasons why the Newcastle fans are in such love with him. It's because he's done, yes, nothing sort of triumphant wise for them yet, but just staying with them, I think that's already like a trophy to them in that case.
1: That sounds like something Arsene Wenger would say. Well, <laughs> the support of the fans is the most important thing. <laughs> um, all right, Aston Villa then. I, I want to get away from amorous Newcastle fans, really, if you can. That's not something I want to think about. Um, they just signed, was it yesterday or today they signed Ross McCormick?
3: Uh, I think it went through today officially. Yeah,
1: so Fulham have lost him for that opening game tomorrow. Um, they've they've got some investment come in a little bit, haven't they? These twelve million they they bought for him. Karen Clark has gone. Uh, Stepan Petrov is back, which is nice to see. Um, Roberto Di Matteo is he the man to change a very much a losing mentality that that yet that season. They had in the Premier League. I mean, arguably worse than the one that Derby had, just for the fact that th- there is this huge cloud of losing mentality over their club. He's going to have to go some way to change it, isn't he?
2: Yeah, and has he shipped out a lot of the players who may still be. I mean, Everton have bought uh, that just a gay, and um, Kieran Clark has gone to Newcastle. I don't know how many more have left, or even how many more have come in. I mean, if they're any, anything like they were last season. I wouldn't even fancy them to get into the playoffs no matter how big the club is and obviously Di Matteo um, won the Champions League when he was at Chelsea but that team that Villa put out last year if they're anything like that they would struggle in that division
1: mm. Yeah you've got to show some kahunas haven't you I mean, they didn't show at any point whatsoever
2: No and it's not only ability you're right it's about um, attitude and everything else and the attitude of the, the whole virtually the whole squad stank um, you know they're not going to have any Time to bed in in this division. They're going to be expected um, just for the size of the club to be out of the blocks, and I don't, I don't know if they've got the the people to be able to, to battle because none of those none of those players showed any battling instincts last season that I can see, and well, they're going to need that more than anything in that division.
1: Every team playing against them this season is going to think, "Wow, this is Aston Villa. We've got a real chance." Every game to them this season is going to be pretty horrendous and a battle for them, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and that's that's probably what clubs like Leeds have have, um, encountered ever since they went down ten years ago. or So, is that okay? We're we're playing Leeds here. This is this is our Manchester United for the for the clubs in that division. This is our cup final, and that you know you again that comes down to the players showing the bottle and the mentality to be able to get over that. And that's what makes the that's what made Man United great is to overcome that every week. I certainly didn't see any. any show of that kind of thing from the Aston Villa players last season. So it would be quite a, quite, a, quite a slap in the face for the Villa fans if they suddenly turned around and did it this year and they couldn't be bothered to do it last year.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go talk about Darby now. These are my little dark horses for promotion, and um, although perennially they seem to do it as well. They seem to sort of be there. Or thereabouts. Well, Hughes is back. Nigel Pearson's their new manager. Um, they're not massively invested in the squad, but they've got a pretty decent squad there in the first place, haven't they? They've, got, they've still got Tom Ince when he can be bothered and people like that. Um, Colin, you've probably seen more of these than anybody. Am I right with my optimism?
3: Uh, well, Derby have tried so many seasons on the trot to, to get promotion. Um, and, you know, if, if you go back uh, what what Derby did is that they, they were in a real mess and it was sort of um, Nigel Clough who sort of cleared everything out and got them back to sort of like a stable place and then they start to rebuild again, um, but always seem to miss out and and they sort of potentially got that tag of bottlers on them now. Um, I think they've got a good manager in Nigel Pearson. Uh, for me, I'd say playoff shout, um, but I wouldn't see them winning the league or automatic, necessarily. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Um, I think they've got a good manager. I think they've got a, got a chance, but I think, as Mark alluded to, there's probably about, what, half a dozen at least teams who think they've got a chance. Hmm. You know, half a dozen, maybe 15 teams who think, yeah, we can can do the playoffs and the rest are maybe just fighting for survival and hoping not to get relegated um, so I, I don't think Derby are without competition but yeah they've, they've, they're yeah they a fair team yeah cool. Ryan yes are we straying into
0: deep and darkened territory for you a I'm little just, bit but you yeah know, he's, uh, <laughs> I know a couple of players And but, like, does Will Hughes still play for Derby yeah he was injured for quite a while wasn't he last season he's back because he was one of those players that a few years ago everyone was sort of thinking, "Oh, this could, this kid could could be the next sort of, you know, major player for England," and then that sort of just dropped off. It's almost like he had all this pressure <laughs> put off on him, and he couldn't. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of that going around. Remember when Jack Jack Grealish played a couple of games, and yes. everyone thought, "Oh God, this this kid's going to make it." That semi-final
1: versus Liverpool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, the other one was going to go
3: to. I
0: was going to say,
3: Will he Hughes is a great player um, Obviously yeah Unfortunately he had that injury I think If he hadn't He'd have probably been sold To a Premier League team But when I've seen him Play Against like my team Leeds At times He's just made My team look silly Yeah He he, he is that good Yeah he's, he's he's a brilliant player And they don't need help To look silly do they Well he I hate to say this But he's, he's like a A new signing you
1: know, because he's oh, got his fitness back. Oh, no. OK, we well, think Arsenal. <laughs> coming out tonight, aren't they? <laughs> All right, Norwich then. Uh, they're the other team that went down last season. They've lost um, Nathan Reverend Southampton, but they've still got a lot of that squad. Um, Mark, you're Crush. How's he going to get on this season?
2: Uh, they'll be up there again, I think. They've, they've shown uh, consistently in the last few years that they're, they're a team that are, they bounce back and forward, don't they, between the, the top two divisions. I think they've got enough players... Good players and good experienced players from the championship. Um which means they'll be up there again. Yeah. And I think Alex Neal's done it before, he knows what he's doing. Um and I thought at times Norwich were a little bit unlucky last season. I think uh I think they'll be strong contenders for a automatic place playoffs at least.
1: Are you gonna miss him this season?
2: No no, I'll just wait for him to come back next year.
1: Yeah. There's no one you're hankering after this season instead then.
2: No, no, no. Yeah. I certainly won't miss Roberto Martinez, you know, especially now he's got a
0: new job.
1: Yeah, poor old Romelu Lukaku thought he got rid of him, didn't he?
0: <laughs> well, that's a, that's, yeah. there's a, that's a video of him on the bench. And it, I don't know whether it's just a coincidence, but I think that's about the time that um, Martinez got announced. Yeah. And they're uh, looking at him and he just sort of puts his heads in his hands thinking, ah, oh, not again.
1: <laughs> and Morales <Yeah>. as well.
0: <laughs> Mor- yeah. Morales, Morales has got more to worry about than Lukaku.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, they, they. I mean, they all. I think they all had a fallout, but um, Morales in particular was uh, on the naughty step for quite some time.
1: Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Um, right, let's talk about some of the teams going around the playoffs. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I asked Laura about, um, and she replied, "We're awesome, and we're Watford's beating." Uh, you all make Abdi from the Fiverr side team last season for Watford. Marquee signed for them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I basically picked him on the strength of a couple of good games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what can you tell me about Abdi, whose first name you couldn't remember at the time?
2: Um, I still don't know it. Is it is it Andrew? I don't know. <laughs> Mr. <Mister.
1: laughs>
2: yeah. <clears throat> um, he's a decent attacking midfield player. I think, yeah, he'll do well for Sheffield Wednesday. I think he, um, he looked quite good in that division.
1: Yeah, you do kind of wonder if they, if is going to have the second season syndrome, isn't he? The difficult second season. Mm, mm-hmm. You kind of hope he yeah. doesn't.
2: Yeah, and, and I think... Uh, they were quite a, they've quite. they steadily built, haven't they? Last season, they, they were pretty consistent all the way through and, and remained pretty strong at the end when the pressure was on. But I think gradually they've improved year on year over the last two or three. So you would expect them to do the same and again be in and around the playoffs.
3: Yeah. I would. Assume.
1: Colin, do you want to say anything nice about Sheffield Wednesday?
3: Yeah, I will, I will say something nice about Sheffield Wednesday. I think they're definitely up there in the mix. Um, they've just been in a real bad state. Uh um, but yeah they've, they've got something about them now they've got the uh, the tuna man in charge he, he's the money man um, and, and I think what j- man? just one thing I'd point out the, the tuna man John West he well I don't know if he's called John West but he he
0: made his money out of fish didn't he have
3: really? I got that me wrong I think I think the it's un- like Captain Bird, is
0: man. that'd be a great <laughs> signing for anyone wouldn't it as a manager imagine Captain Bird's eye. Sitting in the executive box, you know,
3: just cheering on, cheering on Sheffield she- 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 Wednesday. What a vision! <laughs> um, what, what I would say, and this is just a general point, is that for teams like Sheffield Wednesday, maybe throw Leeds in the mix, and and, and the likes of Derby, is that it, it's quite annoying when you get someone like a Norwich because they're teams that sort of don't really do it at Premier League level, so they sort of automatically drop into the Championship. And by default, because of all the Premier League money, they're at such a better starting level than everybody else. So it's it's like an unfair advantage. Um, And Norwich, a little bit like Burnley in the past, you know, it's sort of it's almost a little bit unfair. It's like the haves and have-nots in the Championship, and and the likes of Sheffield Wednesday are always having to sort of claw back because they're not going to be able to offer the wages that. Some of the guys at Norwich are on, um so it's always that sort of like glass ceiling that you're trying to break, and
1: well, Hillary Clinton yeah. says you can break
3: a glass ceiling Oof, well, well, if Hillary Clinton says that then there you hey, go. who knows um
0: well that, that's a conversation for a different podcast, I reckon actually, <laughs> yeah, you might be right, maybe she's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yeah. for um
1: well brighton then how they were a little bit unlucky last season weren't they they got that draw with Derby towards the end but they got um, they got Tom Hamed who got 17 goals last season Glenn Murray's a good signing for them as well isn't he these are kind of borderline playoff automatic promotions aren't they
3: Glenn Murray if he stays fit yeah that's always his issue isn't
1: he yes it is he was a bit unlucky last season or was it the season before he had his big injury
3: He always seems to have an injury, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Um. Steve Sidwell plays for Brighton. Um. Who would like a game about Stephen Sidwell? Why not? God. There you go. That's the enthusiasm. I certainly one. would. That's the enthusiasm I was after. Mm. Uh, right. This is called Play Your Sidwell's Right. Um. And I'm going to read out a list of uh, teams, and you've got to tell me whether he made higher or lower. Okay. So he made 15 appearances for Chelsea. Stoke, did he go higher or lower? Higher. Lower. Ooh. Mark, you got the deciding vote. Ooh. Lower. Lower, he made 13. Oh. Uh, Stephen Sidwell was also played for Arsenal. Is that higher or lower than. Lower. You're right. Yeah, it's got to be lower, sure. I've realised a massive flaw in this. Um, he's made zero appearances for Arsenal, which makes the next one quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> Aston Villa higher yeah Hi-ya. might be right higher 45 and finally Fulham higher lower who said lower me what do you reckon Ryan higher you were right to go higher 92 I don't know 92 appearances for Fulham Please. he seems to be yeah. a player that's bounced around one of the famous Chelsea number nines isn't he of course Ryan
0: Well, one of the many famous Chelsea players that have had fantastic careers at Chelsea. You know, great player in a previous club and Chelsea have bought them and really, you know, made them the player they are into today. (laughs) Just just fantastic. Like Joe Cole, all these legends.
1: Yeah, well, you know, he's suffering that curse of that shirt number, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Right, relegation fodder. I've got written down Blackburn, Burton, Fulham, QPR, Wigan and Barnsley, who got promoted, didn't they, despite being bottom of League 1 at Christmas? Um, I, I can't really see them staying up. Anyone disagree with
2: that? No, I would agree with Barnsley for sure. Burton, I think everybody's going to have their money on Burton, but you never know, they could be a surprise. Clough certainly knows the division, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, I I was um, thinking that, but apparently they only won a third of their matches in the second half of last season.
0: Mm,
1: maybe, I don't know, maybe Huddersfield could be, could be one to look out for. They're hipster's choice, aren't they? Because they've got Jurgen Klopp's mate in charge. Is it Wagner? Well,
2: uh, yeah, Wagner, that's right. But still, you know, it's, it's Huddersfield, and they're always bouncing around that bottom bottom third of the table, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Um, QPR, am I being a bit too hard there? Mid-table for me. Yeah. Uh, Wigan, is Will Grigg enough for them? He's always on fire, so yes. Apart from Northern Ireland at the Euros, <laughs> we didn't even come on. Um... Yeah, and then Blackburn are put down because they've got Owen Coyle in charge, um, former Burnley and Bolton, of course. That's a popular choice, um, and they've got Danny Graham and Anthony Stokes up front for them, which doesn't exactly fill you with confidence, does it? And they've lost Grant Hanley oh. as well in defence.
2: Mm. Yeah, you can see it. Be, you can see it being a struggle for them. Whether they're poor enough to go down, I wouldn't know, but I don't see them troubling the top half of the table for sure.
1: No. Anybody else got anything to say on who's going down?
0: I'm not really sure. To be honest. I th- uh, is that? Is that? How I've never heard of them. We'll <laughs> <laughs> get that far, <laughs> Colin. I, th- I
3: think you're there, thereabouts. I mean, the other thing that always um, throws a spanner in the works is that inevitably, in the championship, possibly one, maybe two clubs always tend to have some sort of like financial issues. So, if a financial issue hits a club like a Blackburn or a Birmingham, then that can. Also Automatically just put them, you know, in the bottom three. Um, so that's the other thing to look out for. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree wildly with what you've said there, but I think there's a handful of clubs that are going to be fighting to avoid relegation.
1: Yeah, OK. Um, and Wolves and Reading with Walter Zenger and Yapstam. Um, are they managers that could still get in their respective teams? Yapstam probably could still, couldn't he?
0: Yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> he, he, he wouldn't be very quick, but... You wouldn't want to go near him, though, would you? Yeah, if he insisted he was getting the game, then he was getting the game.
1: <laughs> Walter Zenger said that Wolves are the biggest team in Italy. Really? Yeah. Someone put this down mm. as a Romulus and Remus reference, but that was sounding like he was clutching at straws a little bit.
2: Mm. What's yeah. the thing with Romulus and Remus?
1: Well, they were brought up by a wolf, weren't they?
0: Oh, okay. That's quite tenuous. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that is <we're> definitely clutching. <laughs>
1: yeah, apparently that. Yeah, according to him, they're the most popular and biggest team in um uh, in um in Italy. He also looks a little bit like Bron from Game of Thrones as well. And he's had his hair all shaved. Which one? Bron. Robson Green. Not Robson Green. The other one, Jerome Flynn. Jerome Flynn. Is that what he's called in that? That's Bron in it because you got Brienne, who's the big woman that looks like Tommy at of Train Swatting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got—I'm sure he's Bron, isn't he? I don't know,
2: but I just think of him as Jerome Flynn.
1: Like, well, yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? That's like when um, you see the episode when Lovejoy was on.
2: I did, yeah. yeah. And he's always Lovejoy, isn't he?
1: Well, exactly. That, yeah, that wasn't whatever he was called. That was Lovejoy, who was appearing in Game of Thrones till he got killed. Exactly.
3: Apologies. Even when,
2: have
1: you ever seen old
2: episodes of? I think it was Dynasty, which came out before Lovejoy. I've caught them occasionally on UK Gold or whatever. And he's Lovejoy
1: in that as well. Yeah, and in um, uh, Sexy Beast as well. Uh, God, have I seen that? He was the gangster, wasn't he, that was um, trying to mastermind the break into the bank. And he was still Lovejoy in that. And even when he was in Deadwood, he was still Lovejoy.
2: Yeah. He's never going to shake that off, is he? No,
1: no. Deadwood was a great program, wasn't it? I never saw it. He was like some Wild West saloon bar owner. That <laughs> mm-hmm. no, was very good. Uh, Anyone want to say anything else on Ian McShane?
2: He's not the father of Paul McShane, is he?
1: No, or, or uh, Mike McShane.
2: That okay. That that would
1: that'd would be some family uh, <laughs> family <laughs> photograph, wouldn't it? Hey, it would be wouldn't it? The big fella from I got News or Fry Tuck, wasn't he? <laughs> Lovejoy. Was, like was like, anyway, that's what he was on. Is what, Sorry.
2: It was a, whose line is it? Whose line is it anyway? Not um, have I got news for you?
1: No, no, yeah, no. Sorry, you're right. He was married to Sandy Totswick, didn't he? Ooh, really? I think he did. I think he turned her into a lesbian, didn't
2: he? That's quite a magical power to have, isn't it?
0: Yeah. This is the this is the most random tangent I think I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did, he did his best work on
1: Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Anyway, as did everybody who was ever on the in that film. Um, really, Morgan Freeman yeah oh it's a brilliant film mm. <laughs> you Brian,
2: did he do his worst best work on that film
1: Or uh, well, technically he wasn't on it was he
2: I know but whenever you talk about that film that's all you can think about
1: uh, no. no no I'm kind of in the no do you know what I think about The cut his heart out with a spoon
0: line <clears throat> okay whatever spokes you vote yeah um, anyway, football. Wasn't, there wasn't a segue during that. Like, There was no way of thinking, God, how can I uh, you know, loop this back to football? Yeah. No, just yeah. do it. If you'd,
2: made a, if you'd made a Nottingham Forest reference during the Robin Hood part,
1: that would have done it. How oh, would I have not upset our Yorkshire listeners because wasn't he from there instead?
2: Oh, that's true. Sherwood Forest is a bit further north than Nottingham, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I think people get upset. Colin, do you get upset about this sort of thing, being a Yorkshireman?
3: Uh it's, it's all a bit different, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it, it might have come from, uh Robin Hood's Bay, or, or wherever, which I think is Yorkshire, but having spent four years in Nottingham, um, and I've been to the Robin Hood statue, um, I'm quite happy for Robin Hood to be associated there, because I had four, many wonderful years in Nottingham.
1: Is it true that there's about five women in Nottingham for every man?
3: Uh it might have, been, no, that's not true, it was true... That there was a more female discrepancy after the Second World War. Mm. And one of the reasons is that Nottingham's got a big, massive hospital set up. Um, so I think there was a lot of nurses there. So that was one of the reasons why. But from my personal point of view, what I will say about Nottingham women it's got is hooters. that. Yeah, uh, it's got a Hooters. <laughs> uh, um, not far off Trent Bridge. Um, not that I've been. But it's. Um, the women there are the hottest women I have ever seen in any place I've ever been. Honestly.
1: To be fair, I think you're. Are you from it's Leeds? Stunning.
3: Yeah. <laughs> How high are we set in this bar? Mate, I'm, from, <laughs> I'm, I'm from. I'm from. I'm from Yorkshire, but I've lived in Essex as well. So I'm currently in Essex. So I've I've travelled well. <laughs> a bit, Yorkshire, but... Essex, and Nottingham. <laughs> Most of the known world. I've been to Sheffield. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, honestly, though. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful people.
1: Ryan, yeah. one last fling. Get yourself to Nottingham.
0: <laughs> a research trip needed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Google Hooters, Nottingham. Near Trent Bridge. <laughs> Near Trent
3: Bridge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> um, just, I just want to make a quick point uh, um, on, on the championship and this is something that might have an effect um mark again touched on it about when, it, when we were talking about aston villa sometimes it's more difficult when a big club comes down because it's like trying to turn an oil tanker and you're trying to get them into sort of like a championship mindset um and it's difficult and often it's easier to sort of be on the glass mountain and be on the skids and get relegated than actually get promoted But the other thing that they'll come a cropper with, and this will affect Newcastle, it'll affect Villa, is that what Sky Sports do is they manipulate all your your fixtures. And they've started already because Newcastle are playing on Friday night, Leeds are playing on Sunday afternoon, uh, I think Chef Wednesday are playing on tea time on Sunday. Um, And they choose the clubs that are going to get the biggest viewership, yeah? Um, And what happens is they'll, they'll just... All of a sudden, before you know it, you'll have like a game on Thursday or a game on Wednesday or um, two games in three days, just because it's it's made for TV, um, and that sort of thing can really throw a spanner in the work. So that's something that Newcastle and Villa are going to have to look out for. So like, that's a real potential banana skin. Okay. And it's annoying.
1: And yeah, I can imagine. You make your plans, and they all get changed. Hey guys, Ross here. Just cutting in quickly. The guys actually recorded for a mammoth two hours, so I'm going to split this podcast into the Championship and the Premier League previews. That was the Championship. The Premier League preview will be with you tomorrow. Thank you.